Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does each and every week is my virtual reality friend, Tim. It's me. I'm in virtual reality, Frank. I have three little bars across my head. Oh. uh, Do you like my new tattoo? I do. So does that mean that you're an NPC, a non-player character? Does that That mean that you don't play, but you're a character? Is that what that that, means? Do you want to explain it again? No, I don't, because I heard it last week, Frank, and I don't need it explained to me again, because I'm not a child. I'm familiar with video games. Hi, friend. Ever so slightly. Hey, how are you? It's nice to see you virtually. As I'm seeing the world now. That's how we're seeing the world these days. That is how we're seeing the world these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazy, crazy times as we continue to distance ourselves socially, but uh, it it is good to see you feeling well. Oh, yeah, I feel great. I feel primed. I feel super. I feel ready to read some emails, Frank. Hey, that's the spirit. Why don't you go ahead and open that mailbag for me? There you go. Thank you. Shuffle shuffle through some of them for you. I wore gloves, though, to give them to you. I appreciate so, that. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, I am going to wipe these down as you hand them to me. No, Frank, they're letters. They'll get wet. Uh, that's okay. I'm just going to just give them a quick little like Lysol wipe here. Um, yeah, no, our uh, our first email, we actually got a, a, a good number of emails this week, so thank you to everyone uh, for writing in to us. That is uh, always, always makes me happy. First one comes to us from Leslie. Uh, Leslie answered the call that I'd put out last week for notes around, uh, you know, experience, Within the trans community, she shared a really great article, which I'll put in the show notes for anyone who wants to read. Um, but it does talk a very informative article um, uh, on violence targeted at members of the trans community, especially against trans women of color. Um, for anyone who wants to learn more about that, um, that we we had talked about last week, um, there's a very good ABC News article that I will throw in the show notes if you want to um, learn more. Um, Leslie goes on to say, I know Supergirl sometimes gets a bad rap for being topical, but I still think it's nice that the show at least attempts to inform, especially when the topic is done well. Nicole Maines was also involved in the writing of that episode, Reality Bites. It brought up, uh, it brought to light the rampant violence against transgender people, especially trans women of color, something that I personally did not know. So Leslie also learning from this. Mm, I thought Reality Bites topical subject was nicely done and well acted by Nicole, Melissa and Roxy Wood. This topical subject was handled so much better than season four's Children of Liberty storyline, which I really did not like, or the gun control portion of season three's Not Kansas episode, although I really liked the Argo City aspect of that episode. The gun control topic was a terrible idea because the DEO needs guns and any other weapon to investigate and arrest wayward alien criminals. The show knows the the point. The DEO is supposed to be weaponless now. I have forgotten that completely. Right. Right. So uh, Leslie wraps up by saying the show knows the point it had made was unsustainable since DEO agents are back to using guns. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, I think they were they were trying to make a very noble point there. And and just it didn't really make sense when you're talking about a government like law enforcement agency that just doesn't, you know, no, doesn't doesn't quite mesh. So they they clearly they had to back away from that um, a little bit. I mean, even with with um, with Alex getting her new weapon. I mean, she's not the DEO anymore, but clearly weapons are not totally 
out of bounds uh, for for our characters, right? Because when she now has right. her her new weapon that can turn into anything she wants. Hand of the soldier. Hand of the soldier. The soldier. So thank you, Leslie, for sharing that perspective. Um, for you know, it's 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 great that that we can um, learn. The show is really teaching people uh, valuable, important lessons, um, and so I will throw that link in the show notes for anyone else who wants to um, to, to take this as a, as a learning opportunity as well. And one more note from Rachel, who says, uh, so Jeremiah went from being part of Cadmus and willing to send the alien citizens of National City to a prison planet in Season 2, Episode 15, to working in a refugee camp helping displace the alien, aliens. Wow, guess things have really changed since Crisis. Yeah, people change. People change. Uh, crisis changes things. I, I would say that maybe Jeremiah was also trying to make amends for things. I would, I would like to think that, right? Like, that's sort of the altruistic lens that I'm, I'm hoping he, to look at it through. He did adopt Supergirl. Let's not, like, let's not forget that bit. This was not a, like, completely cold and careless person as much as Alex kind of painted him that way yeah. this way but like his own wife stood up there at the end of this episode saying he was actually kind and compassionate and all of these things and maybe some of that's crisis but maybe some of that is actually who Jeremiah was yeah I mean like look at the daughters that he raised I mean I mean clearly um, you know their mom had a, a big part you know, a big hand in that but um, still you know we, 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 we know his daughters very very well at this point five years in Mm-hmm. And some some of that had to come from him, right? Some of it, right? Um, Absolutely. So, so there you go. Uh, Rachel goes on to say. Also, what do you think the seating arrangements were for the trip to Midvale? I know it probably isn't that far away from National City for Alex and Kelly to make it there in time for the funeral, so it probably isn't that big a deal. But it seems like Jean, Kara, Brainy, and Nia went together, notably not in Jean's car because uh, Malefic took it to Mars the last time we saw it. And since Brainy is social distancing from everyone else, especially Nia, I'd imagine it'd be pretty awkward for him to be in there with her, even though they did not sit next to each other at the funeral. But anyway, who do you think drove? Who sat where in the car? Or do you think there were no cars involved and they got there another way? Stay super, Rachel. This I might love be the best I question this line. that we've ever had. Right? This I great. love this line of thinking. Um, so who sat where? I like to think that they were, it was just one awkward, like, let's say, hour and a half drive uh from uh from national city to midvale and they're just like i want to i want to say um let's see we're looking at jean cara brini and nia so i want to say jean is driving mm-hmm. um, even though it's not his car even though it's not his car right it's a rental car yeah because um, i don't think any of them have a car because they're all city dwellers probably but i don't think Kara's driving because she's sort of grieving right so like right she's probably a passenger Maybe, although some people some people do well driving and grieving. True, you know, like that. Maybe she, you know, she flies and grieves. So, actually, you know, everybody could have flown there if they really wanted to. They all can fly. Wait, can Dreamer fly? No, Car can fly her. Held on, Jean could fly her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they could have. They they might not have driven there at all. They could have flown. I just really wanted the awkward image of like Kara sitting in the middle of Brainy and Nia, like like <laughs> splitting them up. Yeah, that <laughs> just for laughs, ah, just for yeah. my own amusement. I want that. I like that too. I in my we I feel that Jean Jean was driving. Kara was in the passenger seat. 
Neil was all the way in back, and Brainy was like, I'll meet you there. I have <laughs> business to attend to on yeah, my that's, own. That's and it was just like him it. social distancing. Social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like he actually didn't take, he didn't go. He with just them. didn't. Yeah. He flew. No, I have business to attend yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. He pretended to be busy, waited like 10 minutes after they left, and then he flew. That's correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. checks. That tracks. It would be illogical to fly. Right. It would be illogical to rent a car. It costs money and we can fly for free. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, or there was like a DEO motorcade. Oh. Because they have all the, the black like Escalades. That could be, except that only one of them is officially DEO now. Yeah, but. But Brainy's director, he can do what he wants. Whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting, uh, interesting stuff like, all around. I like all of those versions. I, I, li- I like any of those versions. Yes, that's that's all. That's a very fun thought experiment. So thank you, Rachel, for that. Thank you. Yours is again. the funniest. If I had to pick one, <laughs> I would go with yours, even though it doesn't actually like it doesn't actually it, make sense. But it just it but it doesn't matter me. because it's a good visual gag. It, exactly. It just tickles me. So thank you, Leslie. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, everyone who emailed us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com this week. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you also to our friend, Lauren, who gave us an update to our cover art this week. Um, you will see that we have moved out of the skirt era and into the pants era. Pants! 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 Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. It's wonderful. We love it. Fun stuff. Um, I think that's it for uh, the mailbag. So... Uh, if you please, would you please tell me about this episode and we can get into some good bits? Yes, I would love to get into some good bits. There you go. Back on the shelf. Back where it belongs. Yep. Oh, wash shelf. your hands. 20 seconds. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Imagine if we made them sit there for 20 seconds. <laughs> 20 seconds. Uh, no, I would never. I probably would do that. But um, uh, episode five, um, episode season. Oh, my gosh. Frank. Well, we have to start this whole thing over again. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Supergirl. No. <laughs> season five, episode 16. Episode titled Alex in Wonderland, which I think is a love, obviously wonderful reference to uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, uh, so you see, Frank, I'm literary, oh. so I'm here to tell this you. This is about why all you went literary. to school again. That's to right. get one of them I'm fancy master's degrees. Exactly. I'm here to tell you about all the literary references. I.e., there actually really wasn't any, except for uh, this, except for the title. Cool. Um, but I think they're all a little mad there, Frank, and that's why that's why it gets that title. It's good. It's true. They also are good. Indeed. Story by Rob Wright, teleplay by Jessica Cardos and Mariko Tam- uh, Tamaki. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Do you want to do some good bits? I do. I do. Um, I thought that Alex's speech right off the top of the episode, where she's talking about how the father she loved is has been long gone anyway. Uh, that all seemed very <laughs> me- metaphorical for for Dean Kane and Superman. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> It sure did. Couldn't help but uh, notice. It was oh, like, man. well, the Superman that we all knew and loved has been long gone for a long time anyway. So we just figured we'd hit him in the back of the head with a shovel and put him in the ground just to make sure. Like, oh man, whoa, guys! Even, <laughs> even the first, um, 
even the very first like thing from Jean where he's like, I can't believe he died of cardiac arrest in the Andes. And I was like, that's it, huh? That's the reason. <laughs> like, like after all he's been through, there's no like glorious anything. It's just like, you're regular now. See ya. Like, it was almost like he died in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> clutching his heart. Oh, oh. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, no. But poor Poor Jeremiah. Mm. Um, but I did like, actually, a good bit that he died in the Andes where he met Jean, which I thought that was pretty cool. That is it was good. was like, hey, I have some connection here. Like, I'm still good. Like, they didn't totally rag on Jeremiah, even though they felt like ragging on Dean Kane. I guess maybe we're reading into it a little bit, but. A little bit. A little bit. But I think there was, I think there was a little, a little bit of a like. Yeah. Just, ah, what are you going to do? Uh, I thought Kyler's acting throughout the entire episode was a good bit, Frank. Yes, a good bit of acting all around. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this was this was just a fun episode to watch, and and m- in large large part driven by Kyler uh, being just what a charming human being and what a delightful uh, like it, just ugh, what a delight, just what a delightful human being she is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Frank, there was a cool camera angle when Alex goes down into VR and then wakes up. There's just like this like loopy spin thing. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. That was it. That was a good bit, Frank. We don't talk about the cinematography very often on this show, but but things like that I really do enjoy. Well, sometimes it really hits you and sometimes it's it's pretty like it's a show, you know, and they got to yeah. make it quickly. So sometimes they don't they don't have time to get fancy depending on what the show what the, what the episode calls for. Yep. And but it, we got a bit of fanciness. We this did. Episode, and I enjoyed that. One could also argue that like if they're really doing their jobs well, you don't even notice because it's just so immersive, you know? That's true. Oh, and sometimes but sometimes like you might not notice but that like you're not like uh sometimes I'm wearing my my film hat. Where yes. I'm like looking for stuff, and sometimes I'm not, depending on when I watch the episode. That's true. That's true too. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The frame of mind that you're in um, will, will impact that too. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed just like what a fun Supergirl adventure we went on with Alex as Supergirl. Like the, the first, the first adventure she went on, mm. where she just like I was sort of like, okay, so this is going to be where she needs to like maybe the whole moral of the thing here is going to be that she needs to like be the be the hero for a day like maybe she just needs to like work this out and be the hero and get her confidence back that she can really be the hero and then when she leaves vr she'll be fine like that's sort of what i thought was happening and i was like well this is just a good old-fashioned like good clean fun like just supergirl saving the day sure in this case supergirl is alex but like supergirl mm-hmm. saving the day like hip hip hooray good stuff like i, I yep. really enjoyed that of course that had the story pivoted from there but just just watching that first act i was like oh this is this is great i like this yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much as well. I also liked that it wasn't out of any kind of maliciousness towards Kara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, just kind of like, yeah, this is, this is fun. I want to do this. Like, you know, like me being a doctor, not fun, you know, or, you know, like uh, me being a mom will just make me sad or, you know, that I'm not one and things yes. like that. Yes. But, but her being Supergirl is fake. She knows it's fake going into it, which is why I like the decline into her, like, Oh, it's real is all that more startling. That's right. That's she right. knows it's not and won't be going in. So I enjoyed that. Alex's suit is a nice mix of her DEO outfit and a super in a super family costume. I liked that. Totally. That was a really cool take on the costume. It's totally I I don't 
I, I correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I've never mm-hmm. seen like that's not a, a, a reference to another, an homage to another Supergirl suit that I've ever seen. Like that is a totally original design. Um, you know, it looks really? it, it's it it looks somewhat like Kara's current suit, but like the color scheme. Ha- have you seen that well, anywhere else? Actually, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually about to get meta here. Um, if I pinpoint you to um, um, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, then uh, you will see in season three that Superman deals with some kind of oh kryptonian whatever and he comes out in a black suit suit, and it's black and shiny metallic blue just like this one and so of course that superman is dean kane who plays jeremiah played jeremiah r.i.p um in supergirl i don't know if those two things are correlated together exactly but it feels a little too close to be um to be contra- are you looking for a picture of it? I am looking. At, yeah, my- you're absolutely you're absolutely right. I remembered that being I guess I remembered that being more like the black suit that he wore in I guess it was like uh Death and Return of Superman and and the black suit that like Tyler wore back in mm-hmm. um Elseworlds yep. where there was a white s logo i remembered it being more of a white s logo but you're right dean kane had the blue s logo yeah it's a hundred percent it's all blue yeah and and it's even like that shiny shiny yeah, that blue. metallic yeah, yeah yeah no you're totally right i was totally wrong on that so huh that is really cool i i would venture i guess that it's a coincidence that it's the same episode where you know where we sort of send off dean kane's uh character but that's super, super interesting. I don't know. It just feels a little too cool. I mean, Alex wears black all the time. So then she I guess does. you're really choosing, like, is she going to wear red? But maybe that should, makes her look a little bit too much like Overgirl. So they went for the right. blue instead because the yellow made her look like a bumblebee. I don't know. So they went for the blue. But I just it's just funny that this whole episode is about, like, her grieving the loss of her father and we're grieving the loss of the goodness of Dean Kane and <laughs> like and then but you know and so I don't know but you're probably right I think it, it maybe is a coincidence but I I choose to say that I choose to say that it is not in your head canon it is it is totally totally intentional and I I respect that mm. yeah well Respect what is this, Frank, cannon. if not for just a bunch of headcanon and us talking to one another? This whole podcast so. is just our headcanon. Like, it's just a way for us to justify our headcanon. That is correct. Otherwise, we'd just be two guys watching a TV show and talking about it, and uh, no one would listen. So, that's right. Yeah. It's the headcanon that makes this official, Frank. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. My next good bit, karaoke Abe Lincoln. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Yes. Abraham Lincoln, karaoke singer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good one. Good one. Yes. I love that so much. That was Mm -hmm. so bizarre. I want to know what that guy is working through that he comes into VR as Abe Lincoln and goes to karaoke. But wow. Yes. I loved actually that lady's line afterwards where like, oh, nobody told him that he actually belongs in the audience of the theater. (laughs) We have a John Wilkes booth in the house. (laughs) I was like, ooh, that's harsh. Too, <laughs> that soon. Is, too soon. That is too soon. That's no. cruel. Yeah, it was cruel. Um, 
Yes, Abraham Lincoln karaoke singer was excellent. Was also one of my good bits. I especially loved Treasure Hunter Tilly, who was actually Bonnie because she was just Indiana Jones. Totally. But also, I feel like all of us. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Where Alex is like the cool version of someone going in and using VR. Treasure Hunter Tilly is like the regular. I'm like, yeah, I'm like. I'm just a regular person, and I dress like Indiana Jones in this VR world. It's great. Like respect, the end. respect, Tilly, mm-hmm. Bunny, whatever your name is. I'm just going to call her Indiana Jones the entire episode because that's I could not keep straight whether Tilly or Bonnie was her real name. I guess her real name was Bonnie, but yeah, it's strange that she just didn't go with Treasure Hunter Bonnie, even though that you know what I mean. But I think then the, she's she's playing a character that exists in 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 on Earth Prime. Gotcha. And VR the name Prime. of the character is Treasure Hunter yeah. Tilly. Gotcha. Like that's why it's oh, TT, okay. like, you know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That, that a, was I'll, my I'll... take on it, but the woman's real name is Bonnie. Okay. Well, I'm back on board. Okay. It's important to be on board for things, Frank. It is. It is. Um, I only have one more good bit. <gasps> Me too. Oh, great. Uh, my last good bit is that, like, quote, unquote, real Henshaw is back. And I say, quote, unquote, because this was virtual reality real henshaw but like the the henshaw who's not john jones mm-hmm. was back um and this time he was not cyborg superman so he sure wasn't he did talk shame. like him though but sure did it must be exhausting to talk like that all the time if you were a real human and like and it's just like can you imagine having to do that all the time uh whew, that would be tough so much that is so extra that is yes too much yeah uh my uh, last good bit is the EpiPen is labeled in case of blueberries. I did not notice that, but I love it. That was that was great. Very good. Because they make a blueberry reference earlier to remind you that you can't have blueberries. You can't have blueberries, yes. Yeah. But so I enjoyed that. I like the cyclical nature of that joke. Um, Frank, there are no Professor Comics Corner <gasps> this week. <gasps> I know. But to be supplemented with yes. a new question, uh, a new uh, topic called, why was that a decision? Um, and <laughs> so we have that was a good bit and then why was that a decision, decision. <laughs> okay and uh something we probably should have done a long time ago um but this is really either like that didn't work for me or uh tim needs clarification on something and i need you to explain it to me um why does william know kelly olsen like he goes ah. to her specifically for help but it seems their connection is tangential at best i don't have a recollection of them being in the same room together at any particular point in time and and so but they speak to one another as if they're quite friendly at this point and i know i I, i'm especially an advocate of like stuff happens off screen too but sometimes characters meeting feels like something that should happen on screen and that's so i got i got confused i get that it it could be a little jarring if you see people talking to each other as if they know one another but we never saw their introduction. It can be a little like, all right. I mean, things happen off screen, but I feel like that's significant enough. Um, my uh, recollection is that Kara invited William to game night at her apartment at least once and and to karaoke night. We know they sang karaoke together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember offhand, but was, was Kelly at one of those gatherings? That's what I thought too, but I couldn't remember. Maybe she was at game night. I don't think she was at the karaoke okay. bit, but I, karaoke. I honestly don't remember. I don't. I don't remember either. Um, I don't remember either. But I suspect that either she was at one of those gatherings, or we are just meant to understand that 
he know you know he knows the Danvers sisters, so therefore he's met Alex's girlfriend um, before. That would be my 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 thing because he he comes to her specifically seeking help around. Um, he comes to her looking for help with this with the story he's writing, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of this episode right. that he. Yeah. And but so, like, but there's a lot of people there. So there's a lot of people there, but he knows her her role in Obsidian. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, so maybe I it's mean, that I too. It, yeah, I accepted all of that too. It's just they seem so chummy for like yeah. not knowing that they knew each other. I might. I'm gonna say that that she was at game night, and and that that's where they met. And so they've met once before. She happens to work here where he's doing the story. So like when he comes in, he's like, "Oh hey, yeah, we've met before." You know, like it's that kind of a thing. That's yeah. gonna be my. It's true, but even if he came in and said, "Hey, it's me, William. We met before," I would have been like, "Yes, I'm right. like, yes, yeah, they yeah. did meet before, probably." But they, anyway, that it really know. doesn't matter when there's it only forty-two minutes. But I'm gonna but. say that's why that was a decision. Yeah, that's good. It was a decision because it was a decision. I think that's that'll fine. be the end of every time we, no matter if our answers are good or bad, it was a decision. Because, because it, was, it a decision. was a decision. <laughs> Storytime okay. Village? Yeah. Storytime <laughs> Village. Let's get into it. Frank, I got to use all of them this week. So Woo-hoo! it was fun. Um, Dark Side of Tech, Secrets and Trust, Shades of Villainy, and the Integrity of Journalism. Let's start with the over-reliance of technology because everything that Alex does to jump into the Obsidian North of VR is obviously very heavy-handed in here. Not heavy-handed, very on display, I should yes, say. Yes, sure, sure. And very much aligns with the dark side of tech. Absolutely, because not only because it's not only Alex doing it, which I think is is important here. Um, you know, she's not the only one in there. Bonnie is also in there. Uh, Indiana Tilly is also in there <laughs> to um, to escape. You know, her sister and stuff like that. So, do you think that this worked generally overall? Do you think it was because? Um, yeah. Do you think that it spoke to the real world and why people hop into VR? Yeah, I think it was a really interesting exploration of like people using it as escapism and as a way to like Alex had some things to work out and 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 honestly was escaping from the fact that from her grief, from her grief over her dad. Um and obviously she ended up processing that in the end, but she was using this as a way to just unplug and get away from it all. She'd had a fight mm-hmm. with her girlfriend and she was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm putting these things in, and I'm just going to take some time off the grid for a little while. Yeah, but I think we do that. I mean, we we um we find we have ways to unplug ourselves from reality a lot. Um, I did it yesterday, um, and so do you think that it's? Do you think that it's? Ter- I mean, I would say arguably, like her refusing to go to her father's funeral yeah. is not great, and to hop into VR instead of going to the funeral—that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Because it's one thing to, uh, you you had a few hours to yourself, so you played some video games over the weekend. Um, that's that's one decision. Um, but you weren't shirking a responsibility uh, or or putting off something, a major life event or anything like that to do that, right? That, that that's right. where the problem is. The problem is that she's escaping something that um, she's running away from her problems instead of facing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the issue. And she used this as a way to do that. 
Indeed. Well, I think that you you spoke of Hank Henshaw earlier, but I think that his presence wasn't accidental. Like, I feel like his avatar in a way represents the toil that she has with Jeremiah because Henshaw is so intricately tied to Jeremiah's history. And so even though so like Jeremiah can't show up because, you know, they don't like Dean Cain. But um, I'm sorry, the world doesn't like Dean Cain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I misspoke. Yeah, it. it, it it's true. It se- it almost seems like this story could have could have worked and maybe it would have been cool if that had been Jeremiah, like an avatar of Jeremiah in the game. Sure. Yeah, I Yeah, I think that um Henshaw was kind of a stand-in for him in a way. Yes, I think so. It was like as close as you could get or maybe I mean you don't, we already have the actor for Henshaw, you know, so why why bring in a guest but it does feel a little strange that there wasn't like in the world of vr like wouldn't she confront her actual father in a way it seemed like a kind of a wraparound um yep i know what you mean yeah um so see i lost my throat paid there for a second but it's i think it's important that Alex does not choose to get trapped in VR. It doesn't really change her as a character. Like the VR traps her. Yes. You know, and I think it's a, obviously there's some nefarious things going on, but you could talk about like, you could talk about addiction as, you know, like digital addiction and things like that. Maybe it's not of your own doing, you know, really you don't want to be in it, but it does kind of get you and wrap you and you have a hard time escaping from it. I think the show, subtextually did a good job at that if you if you if you look at it that way what do you, I ha- you what know do you i say? hadn't i hadn't looked at it through that lens i like that though as a thought like it doesn't addiction is not a thing that you you uh are looking for it happens it sort of happens to you and that's what happened with alex here being stuck in the vr so that's interesting i like that's an interesting angle i hadn't considered yeah well because it's her younger self almost like quote like her pure self i guess in a way that like she has to look inside herself. She's literally confronted with a younger version of herself to deal with her mourning. And so, but like, but she's the version of herself that pops up is like the one that doesn't have a chip on her shoulder or, or it could be actually when her chip was her greatest. Like could, uh, you could look at that way. Interesting. And so if the chip on her, sh- like that version shows up and says, no snap out of it, then maybe that's a better signal than just like looking in a mirror like a mirror version of herself and be like, Hey, stop that. You stop. Interesting. That now. Yeah. Yeah. True. I like this. I like this, uh, this line of, of thinking you're going down. Hey, well, you know, when, when you're down the rabbit hole, Frank, you, you might as well just stay there or something. Follow the white rabbit. Cause Indeed. it's Alex in Wonderland. Indeed. And so we, um, we are treated to more, trapped vr people dead vr people versus rock star man who kind of gets his little like hey what are you talking about she's crazy moment and we learn he's one of the trap people and then treasure hunter tilly uh is also also taken by leviathan and in, in this like the yeah the sadness yeah, yeah the sadness the 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 i don't know graveyard of uh, mind control or whatever um yeah the grave house of mind control, grave warehouse grave warehouse the invisible grave. grave warehouse of mind control that was cool actually. that was cool yeah i know I, what i wanted to know was if william had kept walking like to that, that barrier that's what i wanted to would know he that be always able to bothers me 
in in movies or film where people just like stop at the exact moment where if they just took one step further, then they would solve the problem. Or I the know. Mystery. Yeah, I know. It when it's like if you took like one, pro- it feels like a projection. Yeah. Like, right. Like an image being projected. That so like mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um, I had the I had the thought of like. Do you think there was, you know, sort of sort of in the same uh, school of thought of like the Kevin Smith, like, well, there were contractors on that Death Star, like that whole thing. Um, yeah. I'm like, do you think that someone did the math to figure out, well, like, well, the average person only walks X percent into the room. So if we put the barrier here in the room, then most people walking in will stop before they get like, did someone do the math to figure out like, well, if, as long as it's, you know, 47 percent of the room, then he's uh, on Supergirl. No. In Leviathan. Yes. In Leviathan. Yeah. I mean. In Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, because it's funny because when he stopped, I was like, oh, if you just walked the whole thing. But the immediate second thought is that is a big room. It's a big room. Yeah. But the integrity of journalism, William, would would say walk the whole room in case there's a clue. Uh, yes, I had that thought, too, of like, ooh, like, wouldn't you like, yeah, look, look, investigate the for, for some kind of clue like, oh, there was a shoe left behind or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And whatever. granted, he did find a clue, but it could have been in the opposite end of the room. Right. Right. You just got real lucky. Yes. Yes, that's yeah. right. But yes, that that was uh, that was uh, a cool <laughs> a cool moment. Uh, but yes, the Leviathan uh, the Leviathan theft of these of these minds. Um, treasure hunter Tilly is among them. Indiana Tilly Jones is yeah. among them. Indeed. Uh, to go back to Jeremiah involving secrets and trust and things like that. Yes. I like that Jeremiah had to live in secret for his own safety. That's what Kara says. But that secret to keep him safe hurt his relationship with Alex so much that she refuses to go to his funeral. And so because she says Alex says that uh, uh, Alex Alex. Wow. Alex says that um, he treated her like it was he wasn't even worth his, uh, his time. Yeah. Ever since Kara arrived. Right. And she talks about like the responsibility of like caring for her mom and caring for Kara and and how that was too much for the age that she was and looking back that wasn't fair. Mm. Um which is true. Um but but Kara is I mean Kara. Um Alex is maybe not allowing because well he, she can't because Jeremiah is deceased now, but you know, like what's his side of that? You know, maybe sure. he felt that she, she maybe there wasn't a choice maybe that she need like well there was kind of a choice if i remember correctly but you know like maybe there wasn't a choice you know so it's a little one-sided her argument but the way she remembers him doesn't seem to be the way that anybody else remembers him which i find interesting yes she definitely has her own she has her own perspective she has her own relationship with her father um that is its own thing and uh, you're right. I think other, you know other characters don't seem to have that same relationship. But that's that speaks to the way that he treated his daughter, uh, or the the kind of relationship he had with her uh, was was unique. Yes, yes. But as it all is, and I think she has every right to be angry. But I think it's she's like yelling at a wall because there's nothing to yell at back. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I mean, it, it, she's she's left in this sort of powerless position right where she can't do anything other than just be upset right which is why she chooses to be supergirl to have all the power very exactly good, frank to very take good, control frank. to take mm-hmm. control that, that, that she doesn't have otherwise in real life very good um also secrets and trust very fun eve is back and she's infiltrated obsidian north probably 
question mark. I'm not really sure what's happening, but I like it because Eve is back. Uh, yeah, I know. I do wonder if she's if she's inf- infiltrated. Um, do we think she's still working for Lex? Or Leviathan. Or Leviathan. But but now Lex is kind of working with Leviathan, so like that's why I'm... So it's all wrapped together? Then yeah. I'm going to say yes. Yes. I, I think given her like undying uh loyalty to him i think that she's still i think that she's still on team lex mm-hmm. i think so too yeah wow but so good i love it frank these shades of villainy uh let's talk about it kind of wraps into the secrets and trust but let's kind of talk about obsidian north not like being upfront with their customers kelly's like this is dangerous we should tell people they're like nah like no it's fine (laughs) it's fine you know we don't need to fix this fatal flaw this this glitch that is literally like life-threatening it's it's fine we'll just you know we'll just put in a request and treat it like every other uh every every other ticket that gets filed yeah but people people maybe we all know that tech tickets you know have a way mysterious way of getting lost so i feel like this is not a this is not a good system. Oh, people Rojas. might never wake up from it. Uh, that's fine. Just add it to the queue with everything else. You said might, not definitely. So this is not a problem we yeah. have to deal with. I'm right going to call now. this a second level, second tier priority. Um, yeah. mm. But then when it does become a first tier priority because it affects somebody who works for the company, it affects Kelly, then Andrea is kind of on it. But then it gets, but then, but then Eve Eve is there, probably working for Lex, my guess. So Yeah, I would think so. That's yeah. my that's my guess too. Yeah, man, crazy. And then of course, uh the integrity of journalism, Frank, because William is searching up the satellites connecting Lex to Obsidian North. And maybe Richard is also working for Lex, that guy from last week, and so we get a team up and so on and so forth. And all those are kind of wrapped up together. What did you think of the Kelly and William team up? I kinda liked it. Yeah, I thought right? it was a little forced at first, and then by the end I was like, Hey no, I actually I'm like, I feel like Kelly hasn't been given tons to do post crisis or a lot. Um, actually, really, since James left, she actually hasn't been given tons to do, which is a little ironic. Um, and so i i was I was on board for the amount of Kelly in this episode, and then for this little team up of you know, like, hey, let's we're doing a thing together. I wonder when Obsidian North goes south. <laughs> um, becomes obsidian so uh i wonder <laughs> i wonder what's going to happen to kelly you know because like her right now her story is so linked yeah. to obsidian north like what is kelly's identity post obsidian north maybe we got a hint of it with the sh- with the shield <gasps> maybe she should open oh oh frank frank give me a second talk for a second i need to use my correct words Okay. All right. Uh, Tim's gonna look for his correct words. Um, I, I, what does Kelly do after Obsidian? I mean, I would hope that she goes back to doing what she had been doing and seeing patients and helping people on a one-on-one basis. Do you have other thoughts? Yes, I'm on board. I'm back now. Okay. okay. So he's back, baby. So Frank, uh, this past year in 2019, 2018 to 2019, there was a limited series comic by Tom King and Clay Mann called Heroes in Crisis. Yes. Um, and it was about, um, 
there was a murder, um, a homicide at this place called The Sanctuary, which was a secret rehabilitation center for superheroes and reformed supervillains dealing with mental health issues. Mm. And I wonder, because of Kelly's background, do you think oh. that we could, like, she could move in that direction and, like, we could actually see, not like a, a terrible event happening at one, but maybe she's like, you know, like, let's open up like a sanctuary for heroes or villains, all good, all bad, aliens, non-aliens, metahumans, whatever, because it's all one earth now. Yes. So sanctuary could like be in all of the Arrowverse shows if needed. Yes. And then I, you could I do like Heroes that. in Crisis as the as the crossover one year. Like it could all build to this place, but you plant it so early. What a cool idea that it would be. Oh my God, I love that. Um, so, so it's like she would be a, like a, a th- therapist to the, to, or like a counselor to the, to the people, to the, to the heroes, yep. so to speak. That's, that's correct. Yep. That's I correct. love that idea. That kind of reminds me of a thing from Smallville. Um, <laughs> ask me if I'm surprised, Frank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for a snarky reaction. Uh, do you remember that there was a, an arc later on in the uh, in the series where Lana Lang uh, founds a group, like a support group for people affected by by the by the meteor rocks and like who have powers mm-hmm. from the meteor rocks yep. and stuff. I do, I do. The, the group was unfortunately called the ISIS Foundation. That Ooh. did not age well. Uh, nope. This was before that. That had terrorist uh, implications, but yeah, that was uh, that kind of reminds me of that. Where it's sort of like, oh, it's a support group, not the same exact idea, but a, but a similar enough concept that it, it, it jogged my memory there. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I hope. I wish that somebody heard us in our good ideas, Frank. Because <laughs> I know, I wish someone was listening. That, that actually, well, I mean, you never know. But uh, honestly, but you know, but I mean, because I mean, we used to say that, but but you know. Larry Tang used to, I, when I, he was involved I, with the show, I, I know, you know, used to email us and be like, hey, just so you know, blah, blah, blah. And this was blah, blah, blah. So you never know, Frank, actually. You never you know. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, I stand by, I stand by all of that. That could be, that could be good for Kelly because it would also be different than like, she's the second guardian or something like that. Like, yeah. that's not. Yeah. I would hope it'd be more original than that. Mm-hmm. Than yeah, just use than the just skills that she has yes. available to her. I would love that. I would love what you're what you're proposing. That would be such a cool tie tie into like a recent a recent comic thing. We could do a Professor Comics Corner uh, segment. Uh, yeah, on, there know. was a Professor Comics Corner. I just had to create one. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's it's hypothetical. Oh, so hypothetical. Anyway, that's talking season six. Anyway, so yeah. who who knows from there? But Frank, that was. That would be cool. Um, do you have anything else to add in this episode? I feel like this episode was real cut and dry, which I enjoyed. There wasn't tons of intricacy. There wasn't a lot of Melissa Benoist because she That's was right. preparing for her directorial debut in next week's episode. That's right. Um, so they normally directors get three weeks per episode. They get a week of pre-production, a week of production, and then a week of post-production. Yes. And oftentimes when, when the director is a cast member, they they make sure to to give them some pad some time with episodes that they're not too heavy on during their pre-production and even during production honestly the direction the, the episode that she's directing um i wouldn't be surprised if there's not a ton of supergirl not a ton of kara in it mm-hmm. because she's so busy directing right 
That's correct. That's pretty yeah, typical. That's correct. Actually, based on the, well, we won't say anything in case people don't want spoilers, but based based around sounds, pretty much, like she won't be super involved. Yeah. So, but uh, Frank, but mm-hmm. but before we do get into that, uh, I I did really enjoy this episode. I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't like you said. There wasn't. It was pretty cut and dried, and there wasn't a ton of, let's say, meat on the bones. But it was really fun to watch. And it was mm-hmm. I, I'm always a fan of the um, sort of like trapped in your own mind. Uh, it's it's it. You could a trope is a strong word, but the 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 uh, that that storytelling template that that gets often done again on Smallville. There was an episode like that where Clark gets trapped in his own mind and he doesn't remember. He doesn't know like is this is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fun episode of that. And actually, John Jones is is who gets him out of it. He meets the Martian Manhunter in that episode. That's, gets him out that's of right. It. Mm-hmm. But um. I, I always enjoy that as a storytelling mechanism, and I really enjoyed it in this episode. I was watching this episode with my wife, and she's, you know, she watches uh, every this season. She's been watching uh, almost every episode of the season with me, and mm. she really, really enjoyed it too. She was like, "What a fun, just like empowering story for Alex, and like cool, kicking ass um, as Supergirl." Like, just I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as a as a story, and just as a, as a super fan of just like, yay. Punch the bad guy. Yay, Alex. Fight yeah. that dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's two dragons in two weeks. We got a Psy reference. Yeah, we did get a Psy reference. That yeah. was fun. Um, man, Psy was what season? It was early. It was one or two. It was early. So, yeah. Um, there, there, was some, there were some fun things to be had for all. But anyway, th- those, are my, those are my final thoughts. I like your final thoughts, Frank. If you would be as so kind as to finalize where the people can find us <laughs> sure no trailer tv talk this week but thanks to everyone for listening thanks to everyone who wrote into us this week at mail at supergirl tv talk.com thank you to everyone uh, who supports us at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio for uh for giving us the support that we need to uh to keep these shows going uh thought bubble audio.com is where you can find this show and all of our other shows on the thought bubble audio network you can also find the show at SupergirlTVTalk.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Overcast. Uh, everywhere podcasts are found, you can find this show. Uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TV Supergirl. Follow us on Instagram at SupergirlTVTalk. Tim and I just appeared this past week on the DC Film Squadcast talking about Superman Red Sun. We had a lot of fun doing that. So if that's we your sure jam, did. if you watch the new animated film Superman Red Sun, I'll have a link to that episode of that podcast in our show notes. So please make sure to uh, check that out as well. Tim, anything I've uh, neglected to mention? Uh, No, Frank. I think you covered the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, right on. Well, it's been a pleasure. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks when Supergirl is back. Indeed. So until next time. Up, up, and away.